56% of college students are women, and 48% of employees in the workplace are women, which is awesome. Ladies, this is proof that we are smart and working hard. But you know what's not so awesome? Only 29% of VPs and just 22% of C-suite executives are women. In male-dominated industries such as STEM, these numbers are even more startling. As these numbers state, women aren't lacking the knowledge, education, or ability to be leaders in the workplace. What many women are lacking is the competence to take on risk. Most of us have heard this one before. Men will apply for jobs they are 60% qualified for, yet women will only apply for jobs they are 100% qualified for. This type of stat also applies to women at their job, not willing to take on that new, unknown project. What she's lacking is the belief that her skills and abilities are not only quote-unquote okay, but are powerful and needed in the workplace. The Confidence Workshop is created to help women dig deep into their mindset and get to the root of this problem. If this conversation gets you as fired up as it gets me, we are now taking applications for this workshop for the ladies of STEM corporations. Please head to our website at nextlevelconfident.com to learn more about the Confidence Workshop. What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On the show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Next Level Confident Podcast. My name is Janelle Lene. I'm your host today. And I just wanted to take a moment to really appreciate you and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. I want each listener to know that I truly appreciate and feel deep gratitude for those of you that spend your time listening to the show. We're, we're all busy people, right? We got a thousand things going on in our lives. And the fact that you make time for this episode and for this show means the world to me. And I wanted to say a special thank you for those of you who have left a review. Whenever I read through those reviews, they light up my world. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe these people are listening and they actually are liking it. And honestly, it's because of all of the incredible guests that I bring on here. So, so excited for today's guest. Um, I know that these guests are bringing massive value to your life. And so from the bottom of my heart, thank you for leaving those reviews. Lastly, I know that many of you know that I host a workshop for women in STEM called the Confidence Workshop. And I just wanted to thank you for those of you who have introduced me to your company. I've had a lot of referrals lately, a lot of um, introductions and oh, you just, you gotta know referrals are my love language. And I really, really appreciate you guys. Seriously, so much gratitude, so thankful. Okay, so today's guest, dun, 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 I'd like to introduce Travis L. Robinson. He is a people and brand evangelist specializing in curating connections and experiences for diversity, equity, and belonging. Travis is co-founder and chief evangelist officer of Zeal Culture. Zeal Culture is a collective of brand development, 
thought leadership, and talent engagement organizations focused on underrepresented communities. In addition, he currently serves as Global Head of Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging for Spotify. Woo -woo, yes, Spotify. He lives in LA and is a sunset on the Pacific Ocean enthusiast. Travis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. This is so exciting and I'm honored and humbled um, by the opportunity. So thanks, Janelle. Of course. You are so welcome. Okay. Tell us one fun fact that is happening in your life right now. Oh gosh. Um, I, ooh, that's a good question. I would say right now it's, it's March. It's, it's still kind of cold here in Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles. I'm on the West side, um, but I'm born and raised in, and on the East coast and been in cold weather, but my blood is, I am freezing at 55 degrees um, and 62 degrees. And it's been, it's been brutal. So I, I, I haven't been able to do those, those bike rides on the, um, uh, by the ocean for those sunsets. So um, that's the biggest thing uh, that's, that's happening in my life right now. It's so true when you, like I lived in Colorado for a long time and then I moved mm -hmm. to California and now I'm just such a wimp and you become I a know. wimp so quickly. I was, I was telling my mother, I called her, I was like, this is, I mean, I was like, it is so chilly outside. She was like, oh, what's the temperature? I was like, I mean, it's 55. She was like, it's, I think it's 24 here today, Travis. And what's going on? Right. <laughs> um, you adapt to your surroundings, I you guess. You really do. You really yes. do. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, you guys, for those of you listening, you can connect with Travis on Twitter at Travis L. Robinson on Instagram, travis.l.robinson. These are all linked below, of course, so you can go check Travis out or you can go to his website, which is www.travis. Ooh, I didn't prepare for this. Lenard, what's your middle name? Is this your middle yep. name? Yep. Lennard Robinson. Lennard. Okay. So that's what the L stands for. Lennard. L-I-N-A-R-D. You guys. Robinson.com. Woo. I don't know why I was preparing to go with www.travislrobinson and I realized, oh crap. Yeah. It wasn't available. I, I wish it was. <laughs> no, they, someone stole it. Let's go find them. We'll find I know. Them and pay them I, off. I thought about it, but I was like, ah, it's okay. I mean, but Yes. Lenard's a cool middle name. For. I like that. I haven't, I don't know that I know anyone with the name Lenard. That's very, yeah. Very I mean, strange. there's, it, it is definitely. So my mom, I, I continue to, as I've grown older to say Leonard and she's like, no, Travis, it's Lenard. Um, <laughs> I said it right. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> Your You're mom would be so proud. Your mom and I are our besties. Yes. I'll make sure to send her the, the episode so she can hear it. She will be proud. Shout out mom. If you're listening yeah. right now, I got you For on sure. the last, on the middle name. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, Travis. So we're going to dive in here. Um, the lesson that you told me that you want everyone today walking away with is that there is power behind inclusion and belonging for yourself. Belonging starts yeah. within you. So will you tell us what that means to you? Yeah. Good question. And, um, <laughs> I guess for me, and it goes to sort of my 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 personal journey, um, my personal, but also my professional. They they ran in parallel to where I am today, uh, from a professional standpoint. But it was really um, this this journey that I was on with my own self acceptance and understanding that 
You have to believe that you belong, Travis, no matter where you go and what rooms you exist in or what other people set the, uh, the constructs of your experience. You have to realize and believe it for yourself that you actually do belong in these rooms. You do belong at the table. You do belong in the decision-making rooms. Um, and no one else has the power to control that for you. Um, but that, you know, Janelle, that takes, that takes courage, that takes boldness, and that takes repeating, right? And so that's why I'm saying, like, before you can, before you can expect it and, and for organizations or institutions or your, your employer to create spaces uh, for inclusion and belonging, which they should, don't get me wrong, like, that definitely needs to happen and you should not go into places that don't have that, that those safe spaces and bold spaces to, to exist. However, you got to believe it when it within yourself. Um, as, as you mentioned, Janelle, uh, Zeal Culture, which I started, that that collective, one of the initiatives is called Belonging at Monday, and that's really to to have empowerment for students and and recent grads to believe that they belong on Monday, but also before Monday, right? It has to be at Monday, meaning it starts before you actually walk into those doors and those rooms. Um, so that's what I mean by that. Um, yes, it's about self-confidence and it's about giving your giving yourself grace um, to develop uh, that belief set, right? And that behavior and that muscle. Um, and that takes time, but you have to believe it for yourself because if you believe it for yourself, you won't have to expect it from others. And when you believe it for yourself, your starting point is that of is at a further, uh, at a different start, at a different starting line than than other folks. Um, so that's what I believe, and that's been my journey um, over the last five years of really leaning into that. Um, and it's been it's been tough, you know. Like, you know, you still exist in this world, and you still have uh, potential, or not potential. I mean, you still have systemic inequality. You still have hate and, and, and individuals to have unique pers perspectives and um, uh, thoughts and opinions on who you are. Um, but you really have to work towards this belief that um, you, know, you belong and the decision is yours to make, not others. Mm. So that's what it means for me. So good. So what happened five years ago that started this journey for you? <sighs> so much has happened. Um, I would say well, I always do a five-year plan uh, when I have uh, milestone moments, age primarily uh, in my life. So uh, bless you. And so I, I actually set out five-year five year plans. Um, and I, I would say five years ago, there's a lot happening um, personally. I think I was, you know, I was in New York. Um, I just wasn't happy or satisfied with where I was with accomplishing my goals, personal goals mainly. I had a great career uh, with a great organization, but there were some personal decisions or personal dreams, aspirations that I never saw realized and I never had the courage to, to, to set them out, um, i.e. one being zeal culture uh, and i.e. me moving to Los Angeles, California. Those were two big goals that I just was having the difficulty um, seeing realized. Um, it was not by any other expectations or implications or, or other folks' perceptions. It was just me and my internal battle. 
Um, so five years ago was that moment I was like, you know what, Travis, like you've, you're now at this age and you, you set out these goals and dreams for seven years now and or at that time five years now and you still haven't seen them realize you started but you stopped you've done it a little bit you've gone a little bit then you got scared mm. right um and so that was the moment um that kind of started this evolution of me wanting to make a difference beyond my job title wanting to invest and impact um in um my life beyond you know a paycheck right and so that was that 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 thought. That was that moment. Um, you know, throughout the last five years, I've seen quite a bit of um, individuals that are important to me leave my life. My dad passed away um, suddenly um, from uh, cancer um, back in 2018, um, or excuse me, 2018, 2019. And um, my grandmother and I had uh, an aunt and an uncle pass away within the last three years that were close to me. Um, so it just was a moment where um, you just start to think about what is your legacy? What do you want to leave in this world? Um, I tell folks all the time when I do talks and, and conversations, speaking engagements about, um, you know, it's about how you show up in this world as a person, as a brand, as a company, um, and for others, right? And I wanna be able to leave a positive difference in how people show up in this world. Um, if I'm able to change, you know, uh, people uh, or mindsets, great, or behaviors, awesome. But if I'm able to dismantle systems or, or for folks to believe things about themselves, even better, right? And so I was just on this journey these last five years and, you know, losing my dad was a big moment for me and, and, and thinking about my own legacy and how do I carry out his legacy through what I do. Um, and Zeal Culture is aspects of that. It's about economic impact. It's about impact investing in, in communities of color. It's about, um, you know, uh, showing up when it comes to faith and, and, and diversity and inclusion, thinking about the intersection of those pieces um, and being bold about how I leverage, um, you know, my microphone, right? Um, and how everything I do tries to um, live up to making a difference, um, not only for myself, but for, for my dad, for, you know, my, my, my grandma, as we call her, and, and other folks. Um, in my generation, you know, my kids, my kids in the future, you know, like, I just want to be able to show up in this world in a meaningful way and folks know that I care. Um, and that's been this journey. Um, when it came to that aspect of belonging starts within, right? It starts with you and it starts within you. Uh, because I was preaching to myself, <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was a conversation I've been telling myself. And that's been the, the part that um, has been, um, I've been able to intertwine that into my jobs and my career. Um, so when you see me say it and in my role as Global Head of Diversity and Inclusion Belonging at Spotify, you know, I say those same things, but I'm also telling that to myself. Right. Um, so that's been the journey. Yeah, like preaching to the choir, right? It's I for mean, sure. Every single day. It's 
it's interesting how the more you talk about these things, it does hold you to a higher standard. Like I think about the one-on-one coaching that I do and on my coaching calls, when I'm giving this advice, I'm often giving advice to myself as well, you know, cause it's mm. not like, it's not like any of us have reached some perfect place or some end goal. Right. So it's right. reaching to the choir. And yeah. um, I really appreciate you being vulnerable about your father passing away. I'm really sorry to hear about that. And your, your Me grandmother too. and aunt, uncle, I mean, I just, it's, it is so crazy how, when you lose loved ones like that, especially someone so close as your father, you know, um, to cancer, I think it does make you ask a lot of questions that you probably wouldn't ask otherwise to really dig deep and say, what am I doing with my life? What am I, Mm -hmm. what, and I love the moment that you had in New York where you had that wake up call of, I've been kind of talking the talk, but I'm not walking the walk. Absolutely. Um, I say I want something, but am I really doing it? And um, you had kind of that wake up moment. Hello, just in case you were starting to hit your mid podcast lull, we're going to take a quick break from the regularly scheduled events to boost your energy and have a little extra fun around here. I'm going to ask today's guest rapid fire questions, and then we'll pop back into the conversation right where we left off. Here we go. So we have reached the part where we do rapid fire questions, power hour, uh, uh, uh. Are you ready for this, Travis? We got five minutes. Okay, I'm here for it. I'll be rapid. One, best advice you have ever received. Love yourself. Boom. Your favorite beverage. Uh, cran, uh, LaCroix, cran, cran, Cransberry Seltzer Water. Wow. Okay. Like, wow. Yeah, very specific. Very specific. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Fill in the blank. I have a blank at my desk at all times. <laughs> LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> Repeat uh, the previous question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is a strange or potentially even bad habit that most people don't know that you have? I would say, uh, well, uh, maybe not strange, but I love playing video games um, that I actually don't like to do in like, so I play sports video games and I don't really like to play sports. So <laughs> That is a little bit strange. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's fun. It takes me out. It takes me out of reality or something I like to do. It's just something very different. That might be my strange thing. That's awesome. Very cool. Thanks for sharing. Okay, Travis, what book are you reading or podcast are you listening to right now? Um, Gray Boy by Cole Brown um, is a a book. uh, Cole and I have known each other. He was an intern of mine years and years ago uh, and now is a a phenomenal award-winning author. And he has a book called Gray Boy. Uh, and he is now um, launching a part of a new collective with Steph Curry. Um, so uh, highly encourage you to check that out. Gray Boy by Cole Brown. What's it, a, just quickly, what's it about? Yeah, uh, the intersection of, of, of being uh, in between, like uh, finding your existence as, as a Black person, but living in that in between of a mixed race person mm. um, and in and, and communities or places 
um, and finding your value and finding your voice in those communities. So being a gray boy. Um, oh. oh, it's so like when I, cause at first I was like, what is this? And you know, you have your own person, your own thoughts of like what it means. But like when I was listening to, I, I'm still reading. Um, so, uh, but I was just like, wow. This is deep, you know, not feeling that you belong in, 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 in either identity, right? right. Like our either community of black and white or black and brown, whatever it might be like, you don't belong in any of these, in any of these moments or communities. Oh, it's super good. So, that sounds amazing. I, yeah. Check it out. You guys we will link it. We'll link it below. So you guys can check that book out. Okay, Travis, favorite personality test, if any? Enneagram has been, I think I'm an Enneagram 7. Yes! Um, oh God, finally. Yeah, that one, that one's scarily accurate. Yes! Of who I am. And so you're yeah, a 7. It's a little, yeah. Well, thank God. I hate having to get through a whole conversation with someone without knowing their Enneagram. So thank goodness I know. <laughs> Do you, do you know the Enneagram well enough to try to guess mine? No, I do not know it well enough. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you I'm an eight wing seven. So I'm the challenger and then a little bit of the enthusiast. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but my best friend, my best friend is a, is a three or a four. Mm-hmm. I think he's, and it's, it's just so fascinating how we're so different. Yeah. It's, I don't know enough about it, but when I, when we did it, I was like, okay, this is a little too close to home. It was so accurate. Yeah. So accurate. So accurate. I love the Enneagram. I'll send you, I have a podcast on the Enneagram. So I'll send send it it to you. Yeah. I have an Enneagram coach that came on. She's awesome. Talks about childhood wounds, all that stuff. I'll send it to you. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Okay. Uh, two more questions. One, will you ever move from where you currently live? No. LA it is. I will be bi-coastal though. Yes. Love it. And what is your best moment as a business man? Wow. Gosh, that is a good one. Um, Having the ability to invest in uh, companies or experiences that advocate for underrepresented minorities. Um, Yes, investing in underrepresented minorities or having the ability to invest um, and having that impact investment. Um, that's probably one of the most rewarding moments that I, um, that I've had. I love it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Great answer. Very, very big heart of you. Like that's cool that your favorite moment is getting to help others. That's really amazing. I'm proud of you. I thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I probably should have said something more relevant to me. I was like, oh, well, yeah. No, I mean, but, that, uh, <laughs> I was inspired by your answer. I was like, dang, I hope I could be that selfless if I ever get asked that on a podcast. <laughs> I, listen, that might just be in this moment. I, I, <laughs> I'm not always selfless, but I do try. Uh, I, I need to work also on, you know, giving, like loving myself or, 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 doing things for myself as well. Right. Like giving yourself the credit as well. Yeah. Right. And just doing things for myself. Like I, I'm still working on that, but here we are. That's the journey of life. It's the journey. It's the journey.
Woo, that was exciting. I hope you are feeling energized like I am. Let's go ahead and get back to our regularly scheduled events. So I guess the next thing I'm curious about is um, within this topic of belonging, was there a time in your life where you felt like you didn't belong? Um, Janelle, we're going deep. I love it. (laughs) I guess this is um, next level confident um, for sure. (laughs) So um, yes, is your answer. (laughs) Um, You know, I I can give you kind of high level um, Born and raised in Virginia, uh, grew up in a, um, you know, I'm identified as Black, uh, Black American, and growing up in communities where I was the only one, right? Um, I was the only one um, of people who looked like me, um, and that was my experience all the way through my college experience. Um, I went to predominantly white um, schools and churches and, and, and my, my undergrad university. Um, and it wasn't until I, I relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, um, that I realized what culture was and sort of the, the, the beauty behind diverse cultures. Um, obviously I had my own family, right? Like, you know, you, I mean, this a lot of black folks in my family, obviously, and 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 it's a melting pot of, of unique identities and complexities. Um, but I always felt I had to be something that I wasn't. I always had to be um, live up to the standard where, well, since you're the only one, you got to do it ten times better, right? Mm-hmm. And since you're the only one, eyes are on you, and you have to be mindful of what you say and how you do it, or to replicate um, the majority. Right. And so for me, it wasn't until I relocated to Atlanta, which has such diversity, such rich diversity and uniqueness, but also folks that um, I was I was used to and I was comfortable with. Um, You know, I in my life, I have faced racism, I have faced bigotry and hate, um, not only from a race ethnicity standpoint, but other other aspects as well. Um, and I just never felt that I belonged in my own skin until I had that reckoning, um, belonged in my own skin, but also belonged in specific communities. I was always the, the outsider. Um, when I located to Atlanta, I just was, I was out of the bubble. It was culture shock for sure for the first six months. It was straight up culture shock. Uh, for me, I was like, who are all these black and brown people and beautiful faces and coming from different places and countries and perspectives. And, and it was a lot to just digest and, and, and even being someone um, who identifies as black. Um, but it, it, it was able to show me what our appreciation um, for different cultures and different perspectives that were beyond the American norm that, um, that allowed for different experiences and to see value in those different experiences. It may not be my experience or something I vibe with, but to see value of other people's experiences. Um, And that actually was the starter for me that really led me onto this journey of just evolving as a person, learning, being curious about what is cultural awareness? What are the different cultures? How do we see value when we don't experience it for ourselves? How do we show up and be advocates 
um, and, and be and go beyond allyship. Um, that was the start for me. Um, and in and, and the same vein, I also was seeing it for myself. I was feeling more self-awareness and confidence of who I am and my, you know, all of the identities that I have of, of being, you know, um, you know, uh, a, a unicorn in so many things. But um, someone said this, um, Melissa Finney, um, who I work with, I want to give her a shout out. She was in a, a panel discussion yesterday. And she said, you know what they call a group of unicorns? It's called a blessing. Mm. And so we're all blessings. And it's taken me, Janelle, to this moment. And I'm not there yet. I still have my, you know, my battles of, of believe, believing in myself and believing that, um, you know, I too, like my beauty and, and how I'm created and wonderfully made still uh, or has value and worth. And I have to constantly remind myself and dismantle um, aspects of, you know, upbringing and, and systems that may not have in, instilled that in me before. Um, so I say all of that to, to say, um, yeah, I haven't felt like I've belonged in places. And within my own self, but also in places that I, that I lived and breathed. And even to this day, um, you know, I have to consistently, I'm grateful to work for a company that tells me I belong, right? And shows me I belong and I feel seen, I feel heard, I feel wanted, you know? And those are aspects of belonging that are so crucial to, to, uh, to this work and to self-worth and, and acceptance. So. Um, we have more work to do and we haven't arrived and I haven't arrived on how I display that for myself and, you know, or, or how I um, create um, different programs or opportunities for other folks to feel like they belong. But that's my goal um, because I think everyone has a, a story of not belonging, right? Like belonging isn't just for underrepresented communities. Um, yes, it's amplified, and yes, it's 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 more prevalent, and and you know minority communities and the black and brown communities or LGBTQ plus um, communities, but um, everyone has a story of not feeling like they belong. Most will most will go back to that that moment in elementary school, or primary or secondary school, as a child, right? And those those thoughts or those experiences, how they show up in your adulthood, you got to address, you got to go back and sort of process those things in this set of your mind um, versus when you actually experienced it. So that's my journey. I'm not there yet. I'm learning, um, but it, it is something that I, I've been experiencing or trying to tackle. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Travis. It's so good. So beautiful. Got, got a couple tears in my eyes during that. It was so good. So moving. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting because like people who are listening right now who know my story know that I have had so many limiting beliefs around belonging. Um, mm. And so much so that, you know, if you go back to one of my very first podcast episodes, I actually share how um, for a long time, I, I thought that I was supposed to die young because I thought that I didn't belong here on earth. And I would think about committing suicide. I would think about, you know, taking my own life because I'm like, no one actually 
loves me. And I would actually fantasize about my funeral because I loved mm. picturing people wanting me. And I loved picturing people who weren't kind to me, um, like talking well of me and, you know, something you've mentioned is like church. Right. And so I, I was raised in a strong Christian home and I was homeschooled for a long time. So I kind of had this weird thing where I was like in and out of homeschool and public school. And I felt like I didn't belong with the homeschoolers, but then I go to public school and I feel like I belonged with the public schoolers. And then I'd hang out with you know, kind of these goody, goody Christians. And I didn't really feel like I, I fit in with all the goody, goody Christians, but then, you know, I go hang out with all my partier friends. I didn't quite feel right there either. Cause I knew partying wasn't super fulfilling. And so I, I created this lie for so many years mm. that I don't belong, you know, that my life here doesn't matter. And just like you said, you know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, it's so interesting because I have all the, the privilege in the world, right? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a white woman and I have, you know, I was born to two parents who are still married and, um, you know, our finances were taken care of. And, and so there's just so many privileges that I had mm -hmm. and yet I still created those lies. So, you know, like mm -hmm. what you said, amongst um the different communities whether it's the diversity like black black brown communities uh feeling other than and then also you said like the L lgbtq communities that those are also other areas where someone feels like they don't belong right and yeah. it's insane i mean we're, we all can create these these lies but certain people do have um i mean even even more of an attack on them for sure yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, and you brought up um, there's there's the the lies you tell yourselves uh, or the lies that you tell yourselves, but also the realities that you might experience as well. Like it could be two in the same, right? Like um, when it comes to belonging, but also not feeling that you know folks not including you or not actually making sure that you don't feel that you belong. Um, I think it's a reality. And thank you so much for sharing um, your story uh, because. It's, and this is one of my concerns when we think about um, just being in the pandemic, right? Like being in, in, in this and thinking about folks feeling isolated. Um, you know, I, I too have had to take mental health days to make sure that I take a break and I recharge, but also I take care of my mental health and, and really like flex that fitness on my mental health muscle um, because this this is such an experience we haven't had before and depression and and shame do creep in um and you have to be mindful of those things and you know there have been individuals that um you know have uh, i've had friends actually talk about this about you know not wanting to be here uh you know thinking about suicide thinking about like what what is the future hold and I think we have to really be mindful of our communities, the strong ones, quote unquote, right? Like the folks that I was just talking to my friend last night and I, I saw this image on social media of like, this is what depression looks like. And it's with some individuals that were lost, um, that we've lost celebrity and all were smiling and happy or the perception of happiness, right? Um, and I too have been 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 guilty of saying like you know I'm in a pursuit of happiness, but like what 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 does happiness look like for, you know what is your pursuit for that, 
is it happiness or is it joy or is it meaning you know like um and those are like questions i i have to pulse check myself check myself on like all right travis like are you doing this because of you're in a pursuit of happiness. Is your happiness, how you define happiness, superficial? Or is it something for instant pleasure? Or you know what I mean? Like we have to have these conversations with ourselves and realize what is joy and what is purpose. Um, Can you define the difference between happiness and joy mm -hmm. for someone who's listening? And they're like, wait, he keeps saying happiness and he's saying joy and they sound different. That is a great question. And um I think I, I'm still fully defining it for myself in full transparency. Um, uh, happiness for me is, is I feel good uh, about who I am. Joy is I know who I am and I am proud of the work that I'm doing in life, right? I think that's the best way I can explain it. And the differentiation is when you have joy, it's long-term, it's, it sticks. It's something that connects to your purpose, right? Your purpose isn't, you know, like in Soul, the movie Soul does such a good job um, of, of, of sharing like this journey. So I encourage people to watch the movie Soul, S-O-U-L. Um, it's so good, but um, many times we, we confuse purpose with joy. Um, or like, oh, this is my purpose in life and that's supposed to like be my joy. No, your purpose and your joy are two separate things. There are things that spark you joy and those things that spark you joy should be connected to your purpose in life, mm. right? That's where, that's where you define, that's where the ability to define joy happens is when your purpose in life and the things that connect to that, it actually enriches you, it fills you and, and it's long-term, it sticks with you because it's it's connected to your 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 being right it's not something that will go away sometimes happiness will be short term and 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 be able to sort of meet a current need but i feel like joy is a long term destin um, not even destination it's a long term um, connection to your purpose um and and i confuse those things first so not even confused i don't think i think i was just ignorant to the difference, right? Like, I just didn't know any better. I was like, oh yeah, happiness and joy, like, you know, like that's what you want. Um, but joy is something different. It's something real. It's, it's, it's something that, um, I don't know, Janelle, it just, it's, it's something that is a part of who you are, but you gotta tap into it, mm. right? It's there. It's already there. You don't have to create it. It's already there. You just have to uncover it. So, so what's something that sparks joy for you uh, that correlated or connected to your purpose? Conversation. I know this sounds so cheesy, but conversations like this, like you, you probably see the, the, uh, just how I, I don't know. It just, it connects. So my purpose of calling in life is, is to to demonstrate and amplify grace in people's lives for them to feel seen and heard in everything and every part of who they are. Right. Like that's my purpose. And, um, and I, I consider that my calling, like why I'm here on this on this on this world. 
um, to, to, to connect those two. Um, and for me, what sparks me joy is having the ability to see people um, believe it for themselves. You know, like that, that fills me up, right? Like when I see other people starting to believe it for themselves, where it's not matter, it doesn't matter where you come from or who you are, you still have value and worth and purpose and you are loved by God and you have grace, you know, to, to, to be, um, to evolve to where you need to be in life and that you do have a purpose and you do deserve joy. Um, that is what gives me so much energy and, and I was going to say happiness, but joy is the right word. Um, see, I'm so they're, well, they're all too. connected. They're all connected. I know. Yeah. I think so, sometimes joy um, can lead to happy. Like sometimes joy is happiness, ooh, you know, but yeah, or it leads to happiness, but sometimes joy might also mean suffering because you know, if you know your purpose and you're acting in your purpose, that's not always easy. Right. Especially if you're trying to oh, change no you're trying to make a big ripple in the world or, or make an impact or make change that doesn't happen overnight. And so there can be some long suffering. I, I feel that goes into that, but you have joy because you know, you're making an impact, or even if you have a bad day, you still have joy. Cause you know, you're, you're acting within your purpose. Um, but you know, happiness, I don't think that people think of happiness and suffering as going hand in hand. So I think sure. that's between maybe like when I was just thinking about you saying it, like you can feel happiness when you're when you're filled with joy, when but you, you have, also yeah. might feel the suffering while you're filled with joy. And no, and I, and I actually agree with you. And I think that's in, in jobs like mine and, and individuals, like we've seen an increase in heads of diversity and inclusion roles or chief diversity officer roles at companies um, all across the, the world. Um, and, you know, there was a study, I cannot recall who uh, put out the study or the article um, but they were sharing like there's a the emotional tax on uh, individuals like chief diversity officers that heads of diversity and inclusion is so heavy that burnout is quicker and that you you know that there's moments where you know um, you might have uh, a fault in your mental health or, or not fault but like you might have um, a moment where your mental health isn't as strong as, as you would like it to be. Um, and why that is, and, and it's not just in, in folks in my roles, um, it's, it's for comparable individuals that are working with human connection. Human connectivity um, is so valuable and so important. And when you're trying to shape behavior or change systems or, or, or be able to um, infuse new ways of thinking, there's an emotional tax. The weight of the world sometimes feels like it's on your shoulders. And you gotta figure out as a person, as an individual, how to process that and not take on the burden all, all on yourself. But it's challenging, right? Like when you when you're in advocacy or activism work, like I'm sure other I'm no, I'm no way comparing myself to you know, the 21st century civil rights movement, but um, you you have to think about those individuals or people from a historical context, the weight of the world, the weight of the pressure of change um, and the emotional, the emotional tax that it has on you. But you gotta be careful because if not, you're, you're going to lose yourself in it. 
it's so easy to lose yourself in fighting for everyone else and fighting for other individuals where you lose your identity in that. Um, and I think it's so very important that you too process racial trauma or, or, or hate trauma or just trauma in general, traumatic events um, or events that have impacted you from a, from a, from a psychological safety standpoint um, that you process it for yourself and if you're in these type of roles, but you, before you sort of pivot to action for your organization or for your community or things like that. I think it goes back to that analogy, like put the mask on there, you know, the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help others, because you're, you're not, you're nothing without having anything in your own body, you know? Mm. Um, so that's something that I've been, uh, I've been dealing with, I, I've been struggling with, and I've had some conversations with my leaders, such good conversations. Um, and yeah, I, I do, I'm, as you can see, I, I do try to, um, even in my leadership style, be vulnerable, um, be authentic. Um, all this is what you got. This is, you know, I am who I am, uh, the beauty and the scars and, and the messiness, um, you know, and, and, but I do believe it resonates with folks because I'm like everyone else, you know, I'm on this journey similar to you of trying to figure out how we show up in this world um, and how we survive, not not survive, but thrive, right? Yeah, like, come on, let's go. Yeah, like I, I don't want, I'm no longer interested in just surviving or getting through this, no. this stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how, what is the silver lining? What is the moment of, of reckoning for me in these in this experience? Part of my, you know, my uh, my life cycle, right? Um, in this point in my timeline, yeah. what is the moment of learning from um, from this? It's good. Okay, so I'm curious if you could give one or two practical tools for someone listening mm. who maybe they are the kind of person who likes to give, 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 and then they forget to do anything for themselves. Um, they're pouring from that empty cup or they're not putting on their own uh, oxygen mask. What would be a few tips maybe that you do that help fill your cup so that you can go give better to others? Hmm. Um, so one would be boundaries and discipline in those boundaries. Um, that's one. Uh, and what I mean by that, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, great question. Um, so from a boundary standpoint, it relates to um, uh, time boundaries or intellectual boundaries or physical boundaries. Um, there's there's a group of boundaries or set of boundaries um, that you have. Um, for me, time and intellectual boundaries are two things that I have to focus on um, for me personally. Um, so I work for um, a, a predominantly European country, I mean, company. Um, Spotify is, is, is born and bred and, and raised in, in Sweden. Um, and a lot of my um, colleagues, counterparts, uh, clients are in Sweden. So my days start earlier. I'm in Los Angeles. So my days, I, I typically work East Coast hours. Um, from a time standpoint, I block out time on my calendar from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. No meetings, no schedule. It can be focus time. It could be rest. I tend to rest. Um, I believe in naps. 
um, personally um, uh, to recharge. Um, and so that's my space. I call it space for grace. So it's my time. I actually have it on the calendar that says space for grace. <laughs> I love that. So every day uh, from two to six, obviously I accommodate where appropriate and if, if things need to shift or change, but that's me time to focus in on um, personal, but also catch up or, or prepare or accommodate. So I'm really particular about my, um, my time boundaries when it comes to that. Um, sometimes I'm not good at that though. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always, I, I struggle with being always on, um, you know, and working yeah. in a global role. Um, I could do better. So that's one. Space for grace. Um, Go to the ocean, watch a sunset. Grace. Yes, I do. I, I tend yeah, and then two, taking walks. And as actually to this point, at sunset, and y'all like follow me on social, you will see a sunset at least twice a week, um, if not more. Um, I give myself space for grace in, in taking walks or separating time um, to spend time with my partner or, or for other individuals, um, loved ones or friends, family, or just loved ones, that's all inclusive. Um, to have those mental fitness walks, um, yes, fitness or taking those walks is for your physical fitness, but it's also for your mental fitness. I, Janelle, have always felt when I've had the weight of like the heaviness and the pressure um, of societal and cultural tra traumatic events or crisis moments where I'm having to go into action as, as, as a responder, I've always felt the tension and stress on my shoulders. Um, and it's always been good. A sunset does something to me. Um, I created um, my father's um, um, uh, funeral program uh, or for his funeral, the, the pamphlet. Um, and it was a sunset, um, that, a picture of a sunset that I took. Um, and those are my moments for quiet time. It's for prayer. It's for uh, understanding. It's for me to... And that's why there's something renewing about sunsets um, for me personally, and and also the the diversity and the color of it. It's just something that's so fulfilling and refreshing um, that it always helps me. Uh, it centers me, right? And so that's those are two things. So space for grace is the theme. So one is space for grace and blocking off your calendar for you to be to focus on time boundaries and intellectual boundaries. If you need to learn something, you need to sort of sharpen your own skills when it comes to your intellectual fortitude. Um, so, so creating space for grace on those things. And then the, the second one would be actually creating space for grace uh, for you to do something outside of um, like from a break standpoint. Yeah. So good. I know my husband, Frank and I, we love walks. We're always like, if we're having a stressful day, we're like, let's just go on a 10 minute walk. And luckily we have a dog. So it kind of forces us to do it sometimes. Right. We don't want to <laughs> like, sometimes yeah. I'm, sometimes having a dog is a really big pain in the butt, but other times having a dog, you're like, all right, you forced me to get outside three times today. And I feel much yes. better when I come back. So um, I've been thinking about that too. Um, or take a car drive, like car drives. Also, I love cars. Um, that, that comes from my dad and my brother. We both like absolutely are like car enthusiasts. Yeah. Um, so um, cars and drives actually 
are very comforting and soothing for me. So that's my process mechanism. That's my stress relief. That's how I, I process things of the day is through those, through those means, those applications. So good. So good. Hey there. You may already know my story from thinking that my life wasn't very valuable or have much purpose to transitioning to the belief that I am valuable and my life was created for a purpose. And then starting to finally pursue my biggest dreams. And I have a feeling you might be on a similar path that you're wanting to fully believe in yourself and your quote unquote crazy dreams and have the confidence it takes to audaciously pursue those dreams. So if you're listening right now and thinking, yes, Janelle, that is 100% me, then I have something special for you. You see, I still remember the days where I cared way too much about what other people thought of me and was filled with uncertainty around what I was and wasn't capable of doing with my life. And looking back, I am certain that there is one thing that I wish I had known all this time. I want to share it with you to help you make the transition from caring way too much about other people's opinion of you to becoming a free bird, fully allowing yourself to pursue what you want. So I've created a free resource that lays out the number one thing that's getting in the way of you having that unshakable confidence and how to overcome it. If you're ready to commit to your personal growth and get real honest with yourself, go to nextlevelconfident.com forward slash confidence muscle and grab this free resource. Okay. And then another practical uh, thing I would love for you to share is for anyone who's listening, who might be struggling with belonging, or they've latched on to the idea that they do not belong in a certain group, whether that be their coworkers, or maybe it's at their, their mm. family or wherever it is. What are some strategies or tips you might give for them to feel uh, like they do belong or to love themselves or I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it, it differs by person and you have to find the, um, the, mm, I won't call it courage, Janelle, but it's like, you have to find the zeal to want to belong. Um, and I know that's tough. And what I mean by zeal is the fervor or the energy towards a goal or a mission. Um, that's what zeal means for me. Um, sometimes it's tough to find that that energy or that that desire or the motivation to um, to do to put in the work. Um, but at times you do have to put in in the work. And what I mean by work, that can mean a couple of different avenues. You can. Um, you can do books. Um, for me, music does that. Um, so I working for a audio company. Um, um, Spotify, audio never experience. heard of it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, working for an audio experience. Um, you know, for me, music and lyrics mean something. I always love to hear a story and a lyric. So um, there are some songs that I go back to that I know um, there are specific songs I go back to that have helped me um, and have brought back the um, the desire or, or just the thought that, yes, Travis, you do belong and that you're loved and you are enough. You're more than enough. Um, songs do that for me. And I think back to lyrics that actually speak to that. So old songs or new songs, I encourage. Wait, so can you give us a few me. examples of your favorite? Like, what are these Ooh. songs? Tell us. 
I knew you were going to ask that. I um, know. <laughs> you so, can even open up your phone and scroll through your Spotify yeah, playlist well, if you want to. Right. So um, uh, one song actually right now that <laughs> I was just talking to the editorial team, the person who actually um, curates these playlists, I was just making, I was <laughs> texting her yesterday um, and the day before, and I was like, this song on this playlist has been has given me life. So as I mentioned to you before, Faith is, is a big part of who I am. There's a song by Hillsong called Fresh Wind um, that has brought me to tears in these last two weeks. Um, and it's been on repeat uh, in a way that um, just brings hope and love um, in a way that I, or it just, it's, it establishes grace for me personally and getting that fresh wind and that new perspective or that recharge. Another one, most recently, I was talking to one of my employees about, about this song by Brittany Howard, um, You're Never Alone. Um, that one is a good one. The, the power behind that voice and just how it's just power. So Brittany Howard, um is a is a force of reckoning um some artists that i i am following or that have leaned into sort of some comfort um uh, britney spencer is an up-and-coming country artist i do love country music um is is a big one for me so i can go on and on I, as you can tell i just love music um <laughs> oh wonder has some really powerful yes. songs oh my goodness Brandon Lake, um, there's just, uh, Oh Wonder just takes me to, wow, um, Selma and Gustav. Uh, Can I tell you a fun fact about Oh Wonder? I saw yeah. Oh Wonder opening for, who are they opening for? Um, I can't remember who the opening was at Red Rocks in Colorado. Have you ever been to Red Rocks? I have not, but I've seen it on TV, like yeah. a, a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine a wonder at Red Rocks? Yeah. It was a freaking no. dream. A dream. Yeah, that had to have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a wonder just does something. I just don't, it's like, and poor people on my social media, on my Instagram, like typically there's a sunset with an a wonder song. Like to it. <laughs> Um, so it's actually so I'm accurate. Consistent. Wait, yeah. are you listening to Surfaces yet? Because I love Surfaces, and they are, lately I feel like every sunset I watch on the ocean, I'm always putting Surfaces music with it. Oh, I so good! I gotta check them out. Oh, if you like a wonder, I feel like every day I'm either saying Alexa, play surfaces radio on spotify or i say alexa play a wonder radio on spotify that's every day of my life i listen to those two bands and they're and they're radio. i love it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm i literally i'm gonna check them out because um my my music taste is so eclectic it can be it i mean tends to be pop um country uh christian and some flavors of edm um, I've also tried to expand my own palette with sort of the, the culture. Um, I do not fully understand Spanish, or I don't understand, um, I can't interpret the Spanish language. I have, I can pick up on some words. <laughs> yeah. But Viva Latino playlist on Spotify um, is, is powerhouse. Reggaeton um, on Spotify is a powerhouse playlist. Like if you're just, if you love music and you just want the diversity of music, you um, 
there's a place for you at Spotify. There's a place for you. There is. Okay. I have one more band to tell you about, and then we're going to wrap this podcast up. Um, This is called Lion and Bear. Uh, Lion and Bear is a Christian artist. And actually uh, the guy who is in the band, he plays at our church here in San Diego. He's on the band. Yeah. And so my husband Frankie at one point was like, do you know that guy that stands up front? And cause well, do you know who Phil Wickham is? Yeah. The Christian artist. So his brother, Evan mm-hmm. Wickham is our pastor. And so, oh, wow. yeah. So our church is very like musical and has like a lot of really incredible, um, musicians. Like there's a woman named Tanika Wyatt, who is actually on my podcast a few, uh, probably about two months ago. And she's one of the lead okay praise and worship people at our, at our church. So anyway, we're, I'm like forever in San Diego and want to go to church. Like you can go, you're going to love the music. I, um, and I was, I, so, so I used to work for universal music group before I came back to Spotify and capital Christian, um, in, in, uh, Franklin, Tennessee, shout out to my, um, my capital CMG family, um, there in Motown gospel. I always told them, I was like, I'm going to, I just want y'all to have, um, there's just, there's just power and, and faith in this journey of diversity and inclusion that I feel hasn't, um, and listen, it's not for everybody and that's okay. Like I'm here for it like that, like not, not all of us, but for me and sort of my experiences, I've just had the, um, my faith has helped me get through the most challenging times and shown worth um, or, or just purpose in my existence. Um, I too experienced um, sometimes uh, earlier in my life that I just, I was like, do I, should I be here? And my faith has helped me get through it. Um, so yeah, you'll hear me be a little preachy or you might hear a, a, a inspirational twang here or there, like, but I, I believe it. And it's not just talk or fluff. Um, it's something I believe and it connects me to a greater good. Um, and that's why I believe change can happen. I believe things can shift and change. Um, and and my message from uh, I'm I'm definitely a, an inclusive Christian when it comes to a lot of this work that we do. Um, and so I love that, and and I love music. But it's been one of the biggest joys of my life to know who curates the playlist of all of these different <laughs> yeah. Spotify mega hits and I know them by name and I can be like you know sometimes they're just like did you like this did you like this song and I'm um oh I was like I love this song I love that you put it on this playlist they're like so give us some critical feedback Travis not just what you like. <laughs> um, help us get better <laughs> yeah I was like I have none right now just just keep playlisting good to make to help me through you know, in true transparency, some of these difficult moments, like right now it's, it's, it's March, it's March 17th. And we've, we've seen, um, you know, another example of, of hate for the Asian community and violence towards a, for our Asian community. And it's been tough. Like, you know, you, you feel exhausted at times when you're having to battle some of these things and it's consistent. It's, it's continual. And, sometimes you do lose hope, right? Let's be real. Like sometimes you're just like, dang, will this world get better? Like can this hate or like, why can't folks like, you know, love each other even when we don't understand each other, right? And I know it may, it feels 
un unreasonable to some individuals, but um, you gotta stay hopeful and we gotta stay pushing for more equity and inclusion. We gotta create spaces and, and still say that people, you are loved and you're more than enough and you belong here, yeah. wherever you go. Like we still, we can't lose hope and the message because it can save someone's life. Wow. And I believe that music has been, uh, and I believe, and I shared this with you earlier, like why I came back to Spotify was because I truly believe that we have an opportunity as a company um, to shape how we show up in this world for other folks and or to continue to shape how we show up in this world. Um, and I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that solution um, and not be a part of the problem. So, yeah. So good. So good. Thank you, Travis. You're awesome. Well, the very last question that I um, ask every single guest on this podcast to finish off is if you could urge every listener right now to walk away from this podcast and take one specific action step, what would it be? Take one step to learn from someone different than you. And difference is, is, is under, is subjective. I get that. Um, but define what that difference is. It could mean, um, from a gender standpoint, it could mean from, um, a belief standpoint, um, faith belief standpoint, or it can mean race, um, ethnicity. I just encourage you on some level of identity, um, to just seek to, to listen, hear someone's story. That's, that's the, that's the action, the call to action. Listen to someone that's different than you and hear their story. Um, so good. Come on. Yeah. Good. I love it. Thank you. That, that could be another podcast. I, I was right. about to go. I was about to go in, but I stopped myself. I'm a, I'm a talker. So, you know, I can, <laughs> um, I can go on, but I will, I will leave it at that. I love it. Well, we would keep going, but we both have meetings here in a few minutes. So I know yes. we, we got to wrap it on up. <laughs> yes. Well, Travis, thank you so much for being on this podcast. You are incredible. You, I Jeanette. really, really appreciated having you as a guest. And um, yeah, just, I feel like we're going to be friends after this. Like I'm, I'm already yes. planning my trip to LA to come visit you. So. I know. <laughs> I, uh, San Diego is only a two, two, two to two and a half hours. So I have some friends uh, actually, I have a childhood friend, like since I was in junior kindergarten, uh, he lives in San Diego. Um, so um, once once things get to a new normal, I'll, I'll definitely be down there more often. Amazing. Can't wait. Yeah. Have a great rest of your I day, Travis. Thank you. Yep. This Bye. This was so amazing. This is amazing. Bye. Ciao. Bye.